Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of FKB Full Kit Banter and we've got quite a, a group of people today, it's uh, one of our largest uh, gatherings for a while, we've got BK back after uh, being away for a while but uh, with very good reason, Cash as well joining us on this week's episode and uh, Sash and Nate as well joining us again. A lot of football this weekend, a lot of shock or perhaps not so shocking results which is the main sort of talking point of this episode, surprising results, but we're going to dig in deeper to find out if they were really that surprising. Uh, some confusing refereeing decisions, loads of uh, penalty decisions, loads of red cards, uh, some debatable, some less so. But uh, guys, um, I noticed from the chat that we've been sort of very involved in the games this weekend, but... Uh, Anyone feel free to jump in. Was there sort of one game um, this weekend that stood out for you guys in particular? I think it has to be the West Ham-Chelsea game. I think because of like the shock factor of... Um, like usually, I think West Ham... I mean, I think in recent times, they have gotten a result over Chelsea. Um, one that comes to mind was like the one at the end of... Was it last season? Um, but yeah, this, this um, last weekend to see West Ham... Um, kind of beat Chelsea, could I say convincingly, for a West Ham side. I think it I ended think up being convincing. It wasn't, and then it wasn't until it was. Right, but I I didn't really feel like Chelsea were very firmly in it as well. So I think that's where that comes from. Um, yeah, I mean, funny for me to say because United didn't get a great result either. Yeah, we got several good chefs in the chat today. Yeah, BK <laughs> yeah. is like a chef by trade, but we've got we got Sash who's gonna be cooking later. But uh, yeah, for anyone who's uh, new to the channel, of course, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Full Banter. And we still have our special YouTube episode up, uh, Expectations XI, on YouTube. So check that out if you haven't. And you should check it out because a lot of our takes that were seemingly like scalding hot two games into the season are starting to feel like more lukewarm and perhaps the another two or three games into the season, they'll start to seem like very, very reasonable take so check that out if you haven't um but yeah nate I, I agree with you i think the west ham game uh was it was an entertaining game to be fair and lots of turning points i feel you had the penalty miss you had um the red card you had substitutions injuries i really liked the spurs united game as well because not only was it like entertaining and end to end, I, I see Nate kind of giving me a bit of like a this guy, but <laughs> I think we we found out a lot about United and Spurs and their sort of ideologies for the season, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um, probably the biggest fixture on paper this weekend was Man City against Newcastle, just because of the pedigree from last season. Newcastle, of course, coming off a, a really incredible win last weekend against Aston Villa. But um, as I'm sure you guys know, they kind of were found a bit wanting against the champions. But it's a good thing we have cash to walk us through a bit um, about that result later. But Sash, man, man's been quiet so far this first four minutes. So uh, I think we're going to start off with that Chelsea West Ham game, right? I need to know kind of what your thoughts are and... What what do you take out from that game? The the good, the bad, and the ugly. Football is a humbling sport, man. <laughs> 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 
Like you know Last week I had the shades on <laughs> My camera out Like I, feel, I felt like I was on the top of the world <laughs> And then Today my camera's Life comes off. at you fast <laughs> That's all I can say yeah, I was celebrating the uh, Caicedo Classico, and then like everyone was eagerly anticipating his debut, <laughs> and then he comes on and drops like a absolute negative two out of ten. I mean, like we we cannot place that much emphasis on players' debuts. Like uh, taking a few examples off the top of my head, uh, Kiko Makeda of United, you know, came in, burst onto the scene. Scored a last-minute winner for Villa. Scored another winner against Sunderland, and then he's just—I don't know <laughs> where he is now. Didn't cost hundred and fifty. Hey, how about Martial, man? Burst onto the scene, scored against Liverpool. Speaking uh, of Martial, right? <laughs> During the United game, when he came on, I was like, there was a brief moment where I was like, oh my god, this dude is still at United. Yeah, it reads of desperation. Lot, but, <laughs> but we'll get to Martial a bit later. Yeah. Uh, any more debuts that you wanna uh, bring up? Can't really think of. How can you? How can you miss the goat debut, Jonathan Woodgate for real? Oh Madrid? yes, red card on uh, goal. Keep get his than name that. out of oh. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think, <laughs> <laughs> think Caicedo's debut could rank up there as one of the one of the worst ones. Joe Cole for oh, Liverpool yeah. got a red card. Mm, yeah, that Darwin, was, that was pretty bad. The McAllister home mm. debut seems to be like uh, becoming a pattern that I don't like right now. But uh, yeah, uh, apart from Caicedo, there's uh, plenty more that that went down, right? Yeah, but like um, to dip into the cesspool that is football social media, it was it, it, it's not good to be a Chelsea fan. Uh, we just pretty much mudded. So, uh, okay, let me just walk you through my thoughts. Because, but are you are you done cooking me? Because I'm just waiting. I, I'm kind of just wanting you to self-cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, is it 2017? Because I thought the backfighting was dead already. And I was... I understood the back five against Liverpool. But against West Ham to play a back five. And then to bring off your best attacking wing back, Chilwell. And then to put... A str- I mean, I understand at the point of time because Chelsea were chasing the game. So we ended off the game with two strikers in Jackson and uh, that that youth striker. I can't remember his name. Malong Gusto. And then we we had no wing backs at the end. So I couldn't understand what the whole formation was at the end of the game. So at the f- okay the first half right, yeah Watt Prowse. We understand the reason why David Moyes bought <laughs> Watt Prowse. It was just for the the free kicks. I mean, West Ham are such it's a just like daily... a 2020s version of Charlie Adam. Yeah, man. Like, Dude, wow. like, like we, couldn't, we couldn't handle the set pieces. Yeah. But I have to say that first half, Chelsea played pretty well. We won the first half. The game could have gone so much different if Enzo had uh, slotted that penalty in. But it's just, it's just football. La. Like, both your 100 million plus midfielders Having absolute clangers is just... You just cannot write this. Uh. Yeah, and you then, can't write this shit, man. Yeah, and then when Carney got off injured, the whole game plan just fell apart. Like, we brought Mudric on to play. Any update on the injury, by the way? No idea, man. Like, right. yeah, no updates yet. Yeah, so I I, I couldn't really understand Mudric why Pochettino just 
decided to persist with that back five with the wing backs when Kani was brought up injured because I thought the whole system depended on a pure center attacking midfielder. I mean, and Kunku is out injured, and now Kani is also out injured. So it, how it, it wild is it that you yeah. base your entire formation on like a child, like, right? like an idea? <laughs> Like this is insane, no. That's why right. I I I need Porch to explain to me, or I need someone to explain to me. Right, throughout preseason, he played mm. with his tried and trusted like back four. It's either a four two three one of variant four three three formation, and then we start off the season playing a back five, which I have never seen in preseason before. So, I don't understand, like, what like he needs to go back to basics. He needs to go back to. What he knows best, the formation he knows best. Who, who was the odd man out now that you guys are putting in like Disasi? Who who was the extra man in midfield or attack that has been dropped? Mm. Not not like not besides Inkunku, because I know he would start if yeah. uh, he was fit. Mm, I think it was Ian Matheson. He played really well during preseason, but I know it doesn't really translate to Premier League football results. But he, um, I'm not very well-versed in, in Madsen. He's yeah, so, a centre mid. So he, in pre-season, he started off as a left winger. Okay. Yeah, and then he got shifted to the right-hand side, but he could also drift in to play attacking midfield. Yeah, so it, when the when the season started, right, Madsen didn't even play any minutes at all. And I kind of thought that, okay, against Liverpool, a very attacking team, Chelsea could go a little bit more defensive. I understood why. Because James was also fit. So the wing-back system kind of made sense. But now, Mm -hmm. James is injured. Gusto is playing in his stead. He's also 19 years old. Very young. And you can see the difference between Rhys James, who has a lot of Premier League experience under his belt. He knows the league. but And you compare it with Gusto, who is very new to the Premier League. I think it's the reason why West Ham bullied Chelsea. Like, this I gotta put my hands up and say. Like, even with 10 men, right, West Ham totally outplayed us. Like, David Moyes, he set us, he set West Ham up on the counter and then we just didn't have any ideas at all. Like, we kept crossing into the box where Zuma, Ogbonna, they knew they had the height. Exactly, what's the point of crossing into the box when you only have Jackson there to aim for and you're up against well, all I, the I giants think, of West Ham? I think the difficulty was that you didn't have the personnel to sort of provide any penetration down the middle. I think at that point it was like Gallagher, maybe Enzo and Jackson, right? But Jackson is more of like like when it's that narrow and that deep, Jackson kind of is so ineffective because he can't use his pace to get behind. So at that point, I get where you're coming from. I watched the last... I remember the last 20 minutes and it was all Chelsea, but it was pretty much Sterling, hit and hope, cross, Zuma just clobbers it away. But, and yeah, then but credit to Sterling though. I know I was on his case because he had a very ineffective preseason, but he was hit and shoulders the best Chelsea player in that game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I really need to give credit where credit is due. And Speaking of credit, right, you, you have yeah. to give credit to like Fornells and... Bowen, the two of them were, were Bowen was insane. Like they were like just great. carrying the the counter attack. Just the two of them. I think I saw it like twice or almost three times. Mm-hmm. No one else would go forward, so it was just. It, I think that helped to relieve the pressure a lot, 
because I think the the last fifteen minutes or so it was just like nonstop pressure from Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two helped to relieve a lot of the pressure. Emerson as well, I think. Emerson uh, was getting cooked by Sterling yep. constantly down that right. But any time West Ham broke right, you would see him breaking his neck to get forward, which ultimately led to that third goal. Uh, another guy who I think West Ham-wise uh, put in a great shift was Paqueta. I think he's had a weird week. Hey, he's had a weird look week, but as well. he he was sensational <laughs> yesterday. I think not not so much. No, I, oh, I f- okay, wise, I feel that Paqueta wasn't in the game until like the second half because I, I don't know if it's just to be fair, West Ham weren't really like flowing at all apart from the set pieces. Nah, I really but, feel uh, that the the penalty miss and the Kani's injury were like the turning points for sure. of the yeah, game. Definitely yeah. turning points. It looked lost. Yeah. It looked like they don't know what to do. Looked scared. Really looked like men against boys. Like literal. Like West Ham were literal. I mean, men. the second goal pretty much summed it up, right? Antonio, like big Antonio, mm-hmm. ex- all the experience in the world, bullied Cowell and mm-hmm. and Badia, yeah. not Badia yeah. Shield, uh, Disasi. Yeah, and just like. I mean, that finish was quite sick still, man. From outside mm. the box, like... Well, was it outside the box? I think Does Kepa that? save that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So like, I... I, I, I yeah, that's another thing about the the keeper situation. Like, everything was going so well, transfer activity-wise, and then... They brought in Sanchez, which I'm okay with as a number two. Not that much of an upgrade for Kepa. And then they let Kepa go to Real Madrid. So now we're stuck with... Spain's third choice keeper when they let Spain's second choice keeper go to Real yeah that's true that's true like, you could get their fourth choice keeper he's still a free agent <laughs> oh he's still oh, free is he agent, not yeah. is, is he not to Bayern Tuchel doesn't want him nah. oh it's still on the books Yeah. Uh. so so I I mean um, I, I want your thoughts on it because I'm wearing very blue tinted glasses now like I can see, like good patterns of of play. I can see what for sure, yeah. What like the whole philosophy is about, but I don't get the defensive back five formation. Like that's not what Pochettino was very well known for. I know he did employ that tactic when Spurs were like at their best when they had a midfield of Wanyama, Dembele, and was it Modric? So Ericsson, right? I think. Uh, oh yeah, Ericsson. I mean Ericsson. Yeah. yeah. Harry Redknapp. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just do, I just don't understand what he's trying to do, which is which is scary though. I actually think it's just the lack of the number ten. That oh sorry, the number nine player. Like it's just you only have one guy. You can't risk any more injuries, which you guys risk the injury. Uh, playing by the wings. I actually would think a four three three might fit more. Uh. Hell, might be even play time in front of players. I mean, I'm pretty sure Poch is still figuring out shit uh, uh, with his squad. I mean, dude, you guys have like, your bench is like st- pretty much stacked. But I think uh, that's the problem. I think Poch inherited a team with all this talent, right? But you can only feel 11 guys. So you have like Madueke, you have Mudrik, you have Sterling, and you can only kind of fit with the he's not even playing a 4-3-3 right so you can't even fit two of them you are very much relying on Chilwell this feels like Poch must have seen something in Chilwell during training and be like okay like Chilwell is my like the guy 
my playmaker. I'm going to build this entire like formation around Chua because that's what it feels like. He has looked Chua, very sharp though. Chua, actually. He does. He does. Yeah. He's clearly the most um, dangerous player apart from Jackson. Uh, but just Jackson's finishing has been wanting. I guess probably also team dynamics, right? Like, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at this lineup, right? Apart from Sterling, Chilwell, and Thiago. All kids, bro. And <laughs> maybe Gallagher. The whole... Everyone's new. I mean, Enzo Gallagher's is only there. Yeah. Yeah. Enzo is there for like yeah, six months, th- right? There's one thing that you can't buy that's team chemistry. Yeah. That's the one all, thing that you can't buy. And all of them are new. Granted, yeah. even... We talk about the backline, right? Even Sanchez yeah. is new, man. I, I think I think Pochettino yeah. needs to stop messing around, like, because Chihuahua was being pushed so far up, Colville was asked to play left back, essentially, with Gusto tucking in, in instead of a bombing, uh, right wing back, which James was. Gusto is kind of not as good at the moment in terms of replicating what James offers to the team. But I think that's also what made Sterling so dangerous. Gusto, there was, I don't want to say James like gets in Sterling's way, but without James, Sterling has like that freedom on the right. And potentially that might be the way forward. But if you're going to do that, right, then I agree with you. Why why stick with the back five? Unless you are just trying to shoehorn defenders in. If they play a back five against Luton at home. Ah, uh, bro, that's just uh, sackable. I, that, I have nothing to say. Offense, yeah. I'm just like, like the back five. The back football five terrorism has, has to die with, with this game week, man. It has to stop. Like, yeah, I may look. Okay, yeah. maybe the reason why, uh, Pochettino persisted with it is he saw how well it it turned out against Liverpool. But it's but a totally Liverpool, different team right? doing that against West Ham, who are defensively solid, who hit on the counter, in compared to Liverpool where. They attack you, and then it's a lot more beneficial to counter them in that sense. Yeah, but Honest, that, yeah, yeah. Honestly, man, Mudrik and Sterling and Madwe oh, game, oh, I have been Madrid. better choices for that like game. I mean, the pace alone. I mean, not I. Mean, I, I don't think Kufa is that quick. But what do you guys think of your penalty taker being your striker? Because. In hindsight, you know, uh, I I don't know what the hell happened to to Enzo, like he's normally a pretty good penalty taker. But I always, I'm I'm in the camp of letting your striker or your forward take the penalty because it gives them confidence once they score that. And then I think it could have calmed Jackson down because he was wildly swinging at at the the, the football. And I don't know, maybe that could have. Like opening his account via a penalty could have like given him confidence because you know strikers are streaky players. And once they get into the groove, they will tend to think less and rely on like their instincts more. I but think in, probably yeah. like not Jackson for this game. I guess cause like uh well uh j- just cause he's new, right? I I I'm pretty sure that's why they didn't put him. But I would have placed actually Sterling maybe. Uh, bro, Sterling sucks. At but your your penalty like, taker used to be Jorginho though. So I mean, was that an issue yeah. back then? I mean, they they had like David Luiz taking penalties one mm. time. It was supposed to be Reese James as well, but he's cropped. So the whole penalty taker uh situation is up in arms. Yo, this feels I, like yeah, it was Arsenal between yeah, it was between then. Enzo and Jackson. 
and it I, I'm, I'm not really sure who like what what the situation is right now if it's like whoever is confident takes the penalty or or what but it has to be sorted immediately yeah yep yeah yep. and yep. uh i mean moist kaisero it's uh let, let's let's <sighs> talk about the debut the better i mean he's I, I think that's like the lowest point of it can only get up, right it now. can only get better from <laughs> here. Let's put it that way. Like, dude was kneeling down at full time and he was praying. Like, oh, <laughs> I feel so bad. Sure went to Liverpool, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. But yeah, uh, he, he just—I don't know. He seemed like he looks off, unfit. way off the pace. Yeah, yeah. way off. There was the like pace, I think man. right before the penalty, he he passed the ball straight to like four nows. Should have been punished then, but. Mm-hmm. I think God was in a <laughs> trolley <laughs> mood. So, yeah, I think, yeah, for Chelsea, I think before we, we move on, right, I think you guys, I mentioned this on chat, you guys have looked very dangerous in spells. I think when uh, Chukomeka equalized, right, you guys were very much in control and then injury happened, uh, penalty miss and then I think it was half time pretty much right after that so maybe Poch needs to make some tough choices he needs to you know decide like okay uh, I have all these quality centre backs right but I can't play all of them I'm gonna have to sacrifice one of you guys not having European competition affects that as well because now there's less games right so you can't even like give them games God knows what's going to happen when Badiashu and Fofana comes back because it's going to be even more of a headache. Lavia is coming in as well. What do you do with Gallagher then? And uh, the Mujic problem, I think that is a guy you can't keep on the bench too long without eyebrows being raised, yeah, like both by fans and by, by the owner. Like, Yeah, it's, it's a real... Because I think tactics-wise, Poch has a plan. I think he's experienced enough to know what what will work and how to win certain games. But it's now about making those tough choices. Okay, who Some, yeah, but who's back, gonna benefit the team? Yeah, back on Mojic, like sometimes I feel he's too fast. Uh, his legs his move faster group. than his his brain. Like if that makes sense. Yeah, like yeah, he's that makes always sense. in front of the ball. He's I I can raise you, yeah, a player. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no we'll no. get that later. <laughs> no, you don't do that. <laughs> I yeah, think Modric uh, could be one of those guys who mm. once like you said with Jackson, right? Once he gets that first goal, mm. he could go on a streak. But yeah, it's, it's, I yeah, don't it's have confidence that Poch is actually gonna play him consistently. I he has to start against Luton, right? Like um I, yeah, I, I saw, I I saw nothing in the West Ham game to justify starting him. Like I like the back five thing has to stop. And if you're gonna shift to a back four, it releases an extra forward. And throughout preseason, Mudrich and Jackson kind of have that really good interlink. Yeah, I know it's preseason, but they had a bit of chemistry building on and like the West Ham game cr- Jackson really needed like an extra uh, player to help support in the attacking phase. So it has to start at Luton, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean if 
if Luton could be the best thing or the worst thing for you guys because mm. all the pressure will be on Chelsea right home to Luton mm-hmm. probably the best fixture of the season it's like anything but like a trouncing would feel yep. like you know so. it, it, it kind of gives me the vibe of when uh, you know when Arsenal went on this three game losing streak and then the next game after the internationals they had Norwich mm. yeah it's no, it was the same kind of narrative right like Norwich, they were a team that were just promoted or something. Arsenal were expected to But that was them. also like a bare-bones Arsenal yeah. that got whooped by City and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But so I, I, I get where you're coming like from, yeah. Everyone's expecting a trouncing, but I think it's going to be what? Just two close three points, man. Like, yeah, I yeah, think, just I think you guys points. just need to get some momentum mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still funny though. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the game yesterday. I wonder if you'll but say I'm that. But I'm sure meme moments will week. come my <laughs> way soon. Yeah, meme moments will. I right. mean, I mean, you had a, <laughs> there. You there was a meme like, moment. Yeah. Oh, like, dude! First enough, enough of, of cooking. Yeah, Chelsea. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I think, so I the think, other club. Yeah, <laughs> we have to talk about and this one. Like, it's it's so weird because I remember I was tipping United to have a very good season and I still think it's possible but based off the first two weeks right it's, there's so many like issues that have like arisen mainly in in that midfield department we haven't even seen Hoyland come in yet so we don't know how that's gonna affect you guys but f- let's talk about the first half Nate like what 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 did you see about that first half that sort of excited you because I, I, I would say United certainly like despite Spurs hitting the crossbar, I would say United had the better of that first half. Yeah, I I think it it kind of was uh, an expected kind of game. I think I've also watched Spurs and their 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 first game, and they do look like a different Spurs. So I was expecting them to be much more attacking, and I think that they did come out and and play a little bit more attacking. Um. As as they did in in their previous game as well, um, uh, Eves Bisuma and Madison were controlling the midfield, and I think this was the game where we were gonna see who had the better midfield because that's where the main battling was happening. Bruno against Bisuma, the two eights, was a really good battle actually, and I think um, yeah, I think both sides actually created um chances and going into into the halftime break, I was still quite confident that we had the opportunity to to come out and, 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 and win the game. I think it was just a uh, lack of, of clinical finishing at the end of the day. The I mean you could look back on it and say like, okay, if Anthony didn't hit the bar and Bruno scored that header, which was wide open, Rashford also had a, a wide open header, it would be a very different narrative and we wouldn't be worrying about this whole like, oh United are not um not not dangerous because we actually did create chances but yeah i mean that aside um the first half was was okay it's the second half that we really have to talk about and that's the like uh, midfield collapse. i think it's also a rollover from the wolves game and preseason so. was a bit patchy as well for united right it wasn't completely plain sailing in preseason i think it's been sort of a slow build up and losing to spurs is never easy to take but I think that second half was like almost like I've seen the the kind of general consensus on like Instagram about surrounding Man United and a lot of fans are like in hysteria it's quite 
ridiculous. Like I think it's just straight up like pushing like the the season like cancel the season, <laughs> and I'm like it's two games, you know. Like there's still time to rectify yeah. a lot of the issues. Yeah, and the and the and the window is still open, the transfer window. So there's still some deals that could be made. I think the one that seems the most necessary now is perhaps the Amrabat one because we don't have. Uh, legs in the midfield. I think Casemiro is a he's a good tackler. But what we saw when I think United um were around the 80th minute or so is that they had they all ran out of steam. I I think I think there's there's definitely a difference in fitness. Bisuma was coasting through the midfield, um taking on players. Not even I wouldn't Bissouma say looked like prime Pogba. Dude, he, with yeah, his, yo, like, that's sleeve. right. It's the also <laughs> the uh the strides like the way he kind of yeah, strides yeah, on the on the yeah. ball. Yeah, like just coasting right through the midfield, and I could see Casemiro like working like a dog just to like keep up with him, and they couldn't really touch him as well. So, um, yeah, that that was a very is tough Fred, game. Fred was the glue holding everything together. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I have this this theory. Like, why did we bring in Mason Mount to to play exactly like Fred? Like he has almost zero attacking output. <laughs> Do you remember I, what I, I said? don't think there was even a forward. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I remember what you said. Um, I also remember what your brother said. And it's and, and I think that's another thing that I wanted to bring up as well. Rashford. Um, man, he doesn't look like he could... Rashford. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. He he doesn't look like he, he has his shooting boots on. And I think this is one season where uh, I, all I can say is I can't wait for Hoyland to get into this team because we desperately need someone who has a killer finishing he touch. He doesn't look like he likes the striker role. I mean, he's... Has oh, we've always that known he that. He's, like he's that. not a nine. He's He he doesn't play well back-facing the goal. His hold-up play is uh, mid at best. Um, He's always better on the wings, cutting in uh, and making the runs. But now that Garnacho is there, um, he has to play more in the centre. Garnacho... I, I won't say anything. I think he didn't have a good game, but man's young. I think you can't really put it on him. Um, Anthony had an um, okay game as well. Uh, I think, again, his... Okay, I, wait, wait, hold, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony is a one-trick pony. Anthony has a, a set of skills, and that's all he can do. And to be fair, what to his credit... Skills? He, to his credit, if he had scored his goal, you would be like, okay, that's why we buy Anthony. So he does one cut in and he gets a goal a game. That doesn't sound great and that's not to build the team for. I mean, he's definitely overpriced for what he is. But he, he has better output than than Mount at the moment, who I think is still trying to figure out his, his, his position. The main thing with Anthony is that um, I think he can be dangerous and he, he knows how to, to smell danger compared to some of uh, the other players in, in the team. face. <laughs> My man holds up the ball. Like, like he doesn't pass, man. It's true. It's, his his decision-making is, so is a bit woeful. But, I mean, the same can be said for a lot of other players. Nathan, well. I raise you. Um, decision-making is... <laughs> no, okay, you know what Who? pisses me off Again? about Anthony? The same and... guy. <laughs> Miggy for everything. Like, like, I feel like Anthony, like... I, I guess because he comes in for so much, right? And, like, all that hype that was, like, whatever he's done in AX, right, has never been shown here in United. And I don't even know why. I mean, the same could be said about ZH as well. ZH for Chelsea was mercurial at Ajax. Came in and became, like, a set-piece taker, primarily. And 
but I still see Zietz's bloom. Anthony, apart from that goal, right, that he scored last season, right? Every time he holds up the ball, right, it gives me PTSD of Theo Walcott, like, just running out, running to nowhere. And, I, I, but and then the, the pass is, back. And, just, <laughs> and, and Anthony just holds the ball and just stands there and then, like, you, you know, do that, like, Beyblade shit. And then Honestly, like just, like, he, he, he's not that great at doing direct take-ons, whereas he's much better in, in, in fluid motion, like, um, counter-attacks. Um, I think he's he makes a lot of runs as well, and that's where he gets his goals. He does have some goals in him, not much. I think he still was in single digits last season, but I think about six four or goals, so or seven. Yeah, four yeah. only. Oh well, in all comps. No, in the Premier League. Yeah, well, yeah. I think he. The thing about him is that he won't play every game in the Premier League as well, or he doesn't finish the game because he and Sancho basically share the same position. So they're always subbing in for one another. So I don't know if that's a great thing um, because what it does is it doesn't give them enough of like a consistency and a run and, in, in the team. Um, and that's why I feel like maybe the development for both is not great, not ideal as well. Um, and I think you could say that that's what Chelsea's having with their team. When you have like too many players of similar standards, um, you as the manager, I either have to decide that I'm just going to go with one and then the other one will be unhappy and I'll have to sell him. Because when you give them kind of equal opportunities, I don't think that it develops either of them to their full potential. And I think we're kind of seeing that with the central Anthony. Both uh, of I them play about 60 minutes really and they sub them and stuff out. It's a really good point because the two, the teams that finished first and second last year, right, very, very distinct differences. In Arsenal, right, Saka is very much the guy on the right. Same with Salah, right? They have like they dominate that position. It's Diaz barring injury. Whereas in Man City, you had people sharing the right. It could it could relate to any position, but we're talking about right wing at the moment. You got Mares, you have Bernardo Silva, even Foden, right? But the difference is that I think at United, Central and Anthony sort of both came in expecting to play that, but like they they perhaps were told that this is like yours your position, and they both came in for big money. You would, you would think so. Exactly, but it's City, it's almost like, I think Mares came in with the understanding, like, okay, like, I'm working with, like, a madman, so I could get a hat-trick this week, and next week I could qu- find myself on the bench. Yeah. They, they kind of made it work, so I think the- United need to, or Ten Hag in particular, needs to decide quickly, like, who he wants to go forward with, because I agree with you, at the moment it seems like Neither Central or Anthony are really like grabbing that position by the neck and like this is like me, like like you're not taking it. Same with Ganacho on the other side. I think he's been given a, a great opportunity and he's kind of been found wanting a little bit. A bit naive, a bit a bit perhaps a bit overconfident, which is good. You want that in your young players, but he's still missing that. Maybe he's not helped by the fact that Rashford, like you said, isn't great at hold-up play. I yeah, find that Ganacho always feels so isolated. Same with Anthony. He's he's isolated, but in, in a way that I think he likes. I mean, he, he doesn't mind being out by himself because he he has the confidence to take on players. Whether he, he manages to get past all of them is a different question. But he doesn't shy away from giving a run at every defender. He's pacey. And so I think he... Um, he does that quite a bit. I th- but I don't think he 
has the assurance that he will have that spot forever. Because like we said, if Hoyland comes back in, I can see Rashford moving out to the left side again um, to, to oh, pair surely, up with him. Yeah, so surely. if that's the case, then Garnacho becomes... Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely second choice on the left side. So I think he's doing everything right now to try to, to show the manager that he deserves that spot. Um, he has been a bit selfish, to be honest, and that hasn't helped. I think Rashford, for what we've, we've said about him, he's not getting the same kind of service that he did last season. He's actually in, in, if you watch the matches, I think he tries to get into positions, but a lot of players are trying to do things on their own. So I think chemistry, like what Sash said as well, it, it doesn't just come naturally. Um, a lot of players, especially if you're on teams where you're not guaranteed a starting position, you do everything in your power to try to like get a goal um, to cement your position. And I think that has affected United to some degree as well. Um, and I mean, like, I think Pep has has managed to find a a way to get around that, which is to just be like, it doesn't matter whether you score a hat-trick or not. Um, I decide who plays. So that's maybe the difference. And hopefully we, we sort that out. Or oh, Ten Hag does that as well. Um, but now that we've moved from the attacking problems, let's talk about the midfield where the main problems mm. are. And that is um, this issue of Bruno and Mount both being um, like eight and they don't really work well together. I think... Um, I feel that Mason Mount, in the most ideal scenario, plays as a 10, right behind the striker, and right behind a good striker. So I can see him playing right behind Hoyland uh, in that position, and Bruno playing a little bit deeper as the one who kind of like sprays the pass out. But right now, um, as I mentioned, I think Mason Mount plays almost like a Fred. His his role is just to be ball recovery, uh, when we don't have the ball to press, to, to win the ball back high and then to try to distribute it to someone else. Um, instead of uh, what I wish he would do, which is try to go for goal himself, or to make late runs into the box. I don't think I, don't I think saw he him does like that. Touch, have any touches in the in the Spurs box. Right, he he was mainly like, just yeah. chasing Bissouma, chasing mm-hmm. Madison, and that was what he did for that whole game. Um, but credit to, to Bissouma and Madison, they, they are really good dribblers. Like, they were really just finding pockets uh, in that United side, and uh, I'm surprised that actually they didn't create more chances. Because in the reality, if you look at the stats, I think United made more chances, had more opportunities to score as well. Um, but that just showed you the balance of the game. Um, but once it reached, I think the second half, uh, at least the, the the ending part of the second half, United were like, legs were gone. We, when we brought in Ericsson, then we had more control of the game. Um, I think that was the thing that we were missing because Bruno doesn't control the game tempo. He's always looking to like hit a fast one out to Rashford or to Garnacho, whereas Ericsson is much more calm. And that's when we saw United actually progressing the ball forward into the Spurs half. Um, I actually felt if the game went on a little bit longer, we may have gotten back into it because Ericsson was actually controlling a bit more. But by then, the, the forward line was kind of gone. Um yeah, I think then Spurs game management this game was like really good. Was the it, it substitutions was great. to bring on Perisic, Davies, and there was one more, uh, one more guy they brought on. But I thought the Perisic and Davies switch, especially on the left, was like huge. Yeah. Then they kept going down that side. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. Where it yeah. was uh, fresh for them. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, right? Uh, so so for you, like what? W- it's only two games. That being said, there were definitely some alarming signs. What? What what would you do heading into the Forest game? Would you make personnel changes? Um, 
or would you because dropping mount at this point seems like it might complicate I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really drop mount um and that make brings up an even more difficult question like is Bruno droppable at all because I would love to see uh against a team like Forest where I think we would have more possession Forest are a uh, pretty good counter attacking side um, based they're on what really I saw quick. against Arsenal they're going to be very narrow yeah. very tough to break down so your this is the, where Anthony and whoever plays on the left will need to be like at their dangerous best yeah yeah um I can I can imagine that uh, I would love to have someone like Ericsson who can play kind of like the one twos in the midfield, and I think he and Mount could be something that would be interesting. We haven't seen that much at all in in preseason. In the last two games, I don't think we've we've seen a Mount Ericsson um, midfield, so um, that would be something that I would be interested to see because Bruno plays one style, and and it works when it comes off. But it's really just a, just a the ping ball to the to the forwards, um and and it works. But like against a team where you can have more possession, Ericsson does bring that kind of stability. And where you, if you think he's not gonna have to chase the opponent's midfield, I think we could see him come back in. Um, it's just looking at kind of the roster now. He looks like he has kind of fallen down the pecking order in the midfield. Um, that firmly puts like McTominay like the last choice in the midfield right now. Um, but even in that Spurs game, in your plans. yeah. But even in the Spurs yeah. game, I thought he could have come in just for legs because Casemiro at one point, I think by the 80th minute, could barely keep up with anybody. So, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I would still keep Mount. I think like you said, it's only the second game. Um, he needs to still find his best position, but. I'd like I like I mentioned already, I think he would do well with a proper number nine in front of him. Um, and right now Rashford is also the issue because he can't hold up play. He doesn't do well back facing. Um, uh, the it feels like goal. a lot of the issues at United now is more about not so much the personnel but the where they are playing actually, like what their role is. Which is as much as of, of of an issue as anything, right? Personnel our position is is not great. Because te- um, technically, it, 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 this is still an incomplete United, right? You're waiting for your whoa, centerpiece. Whoa, 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 Man, whoa, whoa. United has been incomplete for six and seven years. I know where Sarge is going. Let's genuine go. Question, Let's go. Yeah. Let's like, go. Um, be- I'm just waiting to get cooked. talked about the midfield, right? Like, I've noticed you've been... Wait, wait, let, me just, let me just summarize it up. Basically, whatever you said, before you talked about the midfield, it's just a carbon copy of Last what year. you said before during the early days, right? So <laughs> I just want to know genuinely, right? What is the difference between Ole Ball and Ten Hag Ball? Because both th- are very counter-attacking. Like Eric Ten Hag wants to, like he himself has has said that he wants to be the most dangerous counter-attacking side in Europe, right? So I was like thinking back, and back to the early days, right? You guys also played the exact same way, like that long ball towards like the front tree and then they will just chase it down and just hit players on the counter, right? That was kind of ex- like counter-attacking football is excusable. You, the United way. Actually, if yeah. you think about it, <laughs> counter-attacking football is the United way. Ever since Fergie days, um, I remember like the out ball by Rooney straight to Van Persie and that volley mm-hmm. against Norwich. 
Um, no, but the if thing we is that can play guys, that way, we would. Yeah, but you guys, like the, the Alex Ferguson days, right? Yes, you guys played counter-attacking football, but you guys constantly came up against defensive teams, which required you to break teams down using possession, recycling possession, right? Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, it was like, a different midfield as well. We had pulse goals. Mm-hmm. Like, the levels are different. We had Giggs, who was really good at take-ons as well. Uh, and when he got older, like... It so you guys different. are going we had, way back in Yeah, time. it's, it's like, too far back. I mean, are, like, to be honest, thing. you just look at, like, the 07 era, United Strike mm. Force was, like, it was too sick. You had Rooney, you had Ronaldo, you had Tevez, you had Berbatov, and now we have one Rashford and, like, uh, out of favour, Martial. It's just not the same anymore. I think the firepower has greatly reduced. Um, but I find that it's weird that if you're gonna lean everything on Hoyland, right? So if he does get injured, then we're gonna see a repeat of this. Exactly like what he itself. is right now. Yeah, I mean the rebuild is very far from complete, and and it hasn't helped that the people that we did buy are not honestly. The narrative, the, the narrative has always been the same about Man United. We are we are just one player away. It used to be the defense, then now it's the midfield, or whatever it's the now it's the wingers or whatnot. And it's, I mean, I, I, I know you are stating facts and it's frustrating for, for other people to, you know, when we consume football content, it's always the same sort of excuses. I think one of the more painful things to always listen to is that a lot, a good majority of Man United fans are like purists for ETH. And, you know, he comes in, asserts himself and then he mm. wants to play this like expensive football replacing David De Gea so that a keeper can pass the ball out of the back. But then you still resort to counter-attack, which is also very confusing for me. And when you bring in Mason Mount, who is supposed to be Ericsson with legs, I mean, I, I'm not very sure what's the the cool, the, 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 the really strong points of uh, Mason Mount. Maybe Sash can chip in on that, but I would assume that... <laughs> Sash is not the guy. <laughs> no, Sash is not the guy. <laughs> Take my man out of this. Take my man out of this. Has, I mean, because when, when you did the... Uh, what's the expectations XI you, you mentioned that he can take free kicks he has a good passer things like that but it, from what you're reviewing I haven't watched Man U game yet uh, so I, I'm speaking of what I've um, listened and uh, watched from highlights that Mount hasn't hit the the ground running with his passing or his being uh, like you said the system the, he hasn't figured out the system which then brings me back to ETH like what have y'all been doing in preseason and isn't he supposed to be a very very good manager and why is your system not sorted out yet? It feels a bit like a debate question. There's a yeah, lot Nate, of Nate things feels to like unpack. Oppenheimer, like <laughs> Nate is just in like the Thank you for room. your time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, I mean, I, 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 I do see where Nick, uh, United struggles are. I'm not gonna defend that but I'm happy for that if anything like uh, I thought he was gonna say something like helpful but yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no. let it go wait, the wait, cash uh, I wanted to say like I know why the narrative has been the same for so long and they're always one player away because all their replacements right or at least the big name replacements are like they're at the end of their career minus me Varane like yeah. he's not, he wasn't gonna like you know, like Varane's gonna be finished. So next, next year. season will be the same story. Oh, we don't have a Casimiro DM, is and like, we don't have I a centre back. The decline for Casemiro is starting already, which I don't think United were expecting. I, I, we use the F word that Shash like likes to use. Left, right? uh, Casemiro is finished. <laughs> it looks no, no. Which is, which is really the reason why, right? Like, like you say, um, United always one player to like do something like for the season, yeah. right? I think what they could benefit from 
which is ironic because many fans who are not like Chelsea affiliated have accused Chelsea of like stockpiling players. But if you look at it in the future, right, we are kind of building. Uh, oh no! I I, I think Chelsea is building yeah. like. It's like, yeah, we have like so many DMs now. We basically rebuilt the whole midfield. The striker position is still uh, a bit out of sorts because we only have Jackson. Goalkeeper, definite need right now for a rebuild because I think Sanchez City, is not going to You guys it. are trying to do what City is doing, but, yeah. but like quick. Like, no, I but think you're doing very quick in yeah, the season. Yeah, but because City did theirs uh, like, nearly a decade ago, whereas yeah. the prices right now are inflated as hell because of City themselves who have kind of caused this. Agreed. I think effect. at the time, like City yeah. were buying forty mil defenders, and that seemed expensive. Now, like mm-hmm. the defenders I, are all like eighty mil, yeah. bro. No, forty also, mil is a steal, man. I also think that because City went through a transition of managers, whereas for Chelsea is like an ownership change, and I think he wants to do it very quickly. So he has bought the players, and honestly, these players, if you compare like age differences to what City bought, right? City at that point of time were like just like. Mm. Finding players to like just slot in. You had yeah. like your your, your Choluca or was Correct. it Choluca? But, but yeah, the yeah, Blazers just... are not gonna do what Top Bowley is doing now. They're just gonna Exactly. They they're not gonna the... sell to the Saudi consortium or whoever is they're being linked with. So I I think the issue right now is yeah, like like you guys touch upon, like Casemiro is his legs are slowly going. My man's gonna um, set up that kebab stall, man. Yeah. Varan's go uh Varan's legs are Varan needs replacing as well. And the situation with the striker, because you cannot put so much pressure on a 20-year-old Hoyland. Like, you can't base your season on how well he does because he, he himself is a, is a child. So, I mean, if Haaland did. Ha- Haaland's yeah, a Haaland is <laughs> like different animal, it's man. B-tech, it's the B-Tech. Uh. Yeah. So, I, I kind of understand why Ten Hag may have his difficulties, but... Last season, you can say he overachieved. He got them in third place. He got them the, was it, Carabao Cup. He got them into an Africa final. So you kind of expect your the expectations for this season to be elevated a little bit. And we kind I, of expected United to play a well. better style of football. Yeah, I think the better style of football um is... It's in the process. I think Ten Hag is trying to get them to play that way. But a lot of, of them are trying to unlearn what they've learned from for a while. Um, you still have players from the Ole era even, as you have mentioned. And while well, we have one potentially coming back in Evans, which is like the Fergie era. But oh. if you think about it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm oh, just... But if you really think about it, okay. So like Onana playing up from the back is progress into what Ten Hag wants to do. Um, it's just that a lot of the team is not ready to to play that way. They are trying though. They are trying to play out from the back. It still looks awkward to me. It doesn't look as comfortable as how like City does it, but they are trying. So I think um, from a from a United a fans point of view, it's it's gonna be painful. I think there will be mistakes, but I think they've got to try to play the way the manager wants them to play, and then the players who can't live up to it have to be let go. I think that's the right way to to do a proper transition into the team that you want to become under the manager's vision um but right now we have some players that have made themselves really like ingrained to this team in a way that makes it hard to ship off like i said mount can take free kicks and mount can can do all these sort of things but he can't do any of that if bruno is on the pitch for example you you know what i feel this scenario is exactly like when unai first took over 
and like that transition manager like you have some players that you want but you have so many of the old players who's like but that's like, the difference between Una and Arteta like and the thing is you cannot compare Arsenal and Man United right because like Man United have always felt like they've been there. you know like third yeah. sometimes fifth and then back to second and then they'll be like oh shit we're back and then they'll be like fifth again so it's been like sort of topsy-turvy Arsenal have just been like Cruising constantly forth. like yeah. like underachieving for so long that in a way it gave Arteta a bit of like a, a clean slate to, to just clean yeah. house yep. got rid of Ozil got rid of Obamayang got rid yep. of Lacazette 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 yeah. yep. uh, um, it's pretty much what you need like a yeah, spring yeah, cleaning yeah like Czech and all these like like dudes um, not even Czech like who's the keeper before uh, Leno, Leno. Ramsdale yeah Leno like he like proper wholesale. Yo, men's, men's doing well in Fulham now though. <laughs> Gotta say. F- Fulham are gonna, uh, spoiler alert, Fulham are on fraud watch. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're in big trouble <laughs> next week when they play <laughs> Arsenal. Um, but yeah, I think the, 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 the trouble for United is that they are always gonna be plagued by that. They're never gonna pull the trigger much like how Chelsea have done like sort of the last two years where they've pretty much axed their whole team. Arsenal did a few years ago. Um, which in a way, leads nicely to the next team. But final thoughts on United, Nate. What what will you do like ahead of the Forest game? And are you in the camp of like it's all like like delete the season, or are you kind of like just? Let, I had let a, I had an interesting conversation with a with a colleague who's also a United fan. Um, so shout out to my friend Scott. Um, I think what we can try to do, Scott. not that Ten Hag would do it, but you're asking me what would I do if I were in like managing this team. Do better job I right would time. try something different. I would put Rashford where he's most comfortable because he's the most dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would put I him in, on the left. I'll put Sancho as false nine. Um, just so that he's... Or even Martial, just someone else to just hold that position. Yeah. Just, exactly. just fill up, just give us bodies in, at the front who, Mount, who can bro. score. Um, and then let Mount play in the middle with Ericsson. And then put Anthony on the right or Sancho so on the right. Bench, bench Bruno. Yeah, just bench Bruno or bring him in in the second half. Oof. Yeah, but just try captain? something new. Yeah, uh, then now Captain Varane. <laughs> yeah, I think Benching actually for what you say about peak. about Varane is is that actually Varane is not his legs aren't completely. I think Varane's actually still okay. Like the defense I didn't is not. Say that. The I said. Word. I said. No, the uh, problem I think Sash did that a bit earlier. Oh no, I said Casemiro, but yeah. uh, Casemiro, the, the oh, okay. thing about Varane is he will need replacing soon. Yeah, he's not and the, it's right. crazy because you just, just bought him like two years ago. So that that in itself is the problem. It, but a it's kind of, of been a United model gap, for a while. Stop gap uh, signings. Yeah. So I would say, it's, I would say right. it's actually stopgap. I think it's more of experience in the same way mm-hmm. that Chelsea went and got Thiago Silva. Sergio Ramos is it's a to free bring agent. Experience but I think for Thiago's position is not required to like like pace that Ra- Ramos Verade Casimiro like, and I think like Thiago has <laughs> really back, paid off back. like everything man <laughs> Casimiro I'm not sure man I think Casimiro Ooh, for what he's Ramos yo. <laughs> <laughs> Nate what's your yeah, what's that's your what I'm saying like, for, I say, what's your expectation for the season when it started uh, that United will get third, third okay first <laughs> I say first. I think third is reasonable. I still think the top two is is gonna be City and Arsenal. So I'm just hoping that United nick that third spot, um, which which really they they can if they want to. Honestly, the no, other team that looks good is Liverpool. Um, Liverpool maybe Newcastle. Uh, Chelsea has a lot. Of, I'm not convinced yet because that team is 
as fresh as you know it's fresher than Chelsea United. is a mystery box dude you don't know what the hell you're gonna get yeah Chelsea I, is when your hair when you go takong and then you shave it off Chelsea is that no Chelsea's and a you wonder if you look good you're either gonna get like a bronze like 60 rated or like a <laughs> freaking 90 rated player yeah it's no in between at the moment mm. uh, but yeah United now, I think they have quite a tricky set of fixtures so y'all will need to sort of get your shit together soon um, very stark contrast to Chelsea who have quote-unquote like a chill run of fixtures so chill well take that how you would um, but they're yeah, on to Liverpool right I think um, got the expected win but fuck me man the, the, those first 10 minutes were like cancerous <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys watched the game I know Lionel did and Lionel never passes up an opportunity to troll me <laughs> like, just anything Liverpool, yeah, I, I just thought he was trolling when he said bro, like, I can't escape but uh, yeah man like this inverted right back thing it is I'm not sure if the pros are outweighing the cons at the moment like we're just so exposed man uh, Chelsea game I, felt like a basketball match and Bournemouth played really well I think they were unlucky to, to lose 3-1 also felt like a basketball match until we ironically went down to 10 men. Um, I'm not sure if Cash and I talked about it, but like, mm. you know what? Like, I, I'd rather you guys just put Trent as a DM since y'all don't have that position and then like, just just get a right back. Like, I, I think Cash and I were talking about this at one point. Brother, like, like if you go just to get like right a Liverpool back. subreddit, that is like 80% of the comments. <laughs> I don't understand what they're waiting for. Instead of like buying a DM, just fit him in and then like just get right back. I I, mm. I don't think that's like gonna waste But the thing is, right? Much money. Literally, Bournemouth's goal shows you why Trent cannot play as a centre mid. Or he's not he's not this magical centre mid that everyone thinks he is. Granted, I don't think he's he's good defensively, but you have like something like white central midfielders or like your roaming playmakers. I know he's good at the wing. He's not as good as a central, but maybe you have Trent's to play actually him as good a, in the half spaces. So yeah, just you know put him as a RCM or something. Trent is basically okay, like FM, <laughs> Trent is basically half, your half version back. of like Bruno. Like he has that killer pass. He doesn't do the defensive work. <laughs> so no, I, no, Trent does the Trent does very good at it, <laughs> which is which is like not doing it right. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd rather have a body. Than literally, no body. Guys, can I bring? Uh, no, he's always there. I want to. I want to bring y'all back to uh 2014 when we have this player called uh, Joey Button. So, hey, my man, Joey Brighton? <laughs> me and BK were talking <laughs> about this uh, a while ago. So like, uh, Joey Button. I mean, for or whatever he is, I mean, he's a crazy person, right? But he has a very very good delivery. And I think defensively, he was better than Trent, just that he's not as he creative. He just leads Catamo with better passes. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, uh, <laughs> somehow Alan Pardew figured out that he could play um, play Joey Butter on the right mid. And, but he never bombards down. He was a very old-school, David Beckham-esque uh, cross, like, uh, like early crosser. R- RM, right? Like yeah, right and he crosses yeah. very early, but his crosses are very yeah. good. I mean, uh, Liverpool doesn't have the system for that, but at the same time, I think like putting Trent in a place where defensively he has to be involved is very uh, risky, and it's like if I if he has weaknesses, maybe don't correct his weaknesses because it, it's been a while. I think it's, this is the third season we're talking about this, but instead let him just shine. Fourth or fifth? Yeah. yeah. God damn, third season we're talking about this. I just realized like that that's like two years back. You know what? I don't hate that idea. I think he his his delivery from like the halfway line on the right side would be really dangerous yeah. and then you have I someone like Luis Diaz who runs from deep it, it can be actually a very scary prospect 
It low key reminds me of playing Rise as a LM instead of a mm. left back because you have Aurelio as a left back. You want to talk about teams Rizzi. that feel like they are one player off, right? It's probably Liverpool. I don't understand. Like, just get someone as a right back. Like, who is your right back replacement if Trent gets Joey Gomez? Joe Gomez. <laughs> oh god. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You no. Know, you see, that's my problem, right? Then if you guys already know you have a missing right back and they're not getting a right back to throw me a right back. Position, I wanted Julian Timber personally. I thought Timber made sense because he could play centre back as well, which we needed, albeit not yeah, left side. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought Timber made perfect sense, especially for the price. I mean, um, if if right Arsenal are not using Tomiyasu, you can just get them since you already have Endo. Yeah, get that Japan duo, man. Yeah, yeah man. Like, the like, shirt seals. So, uh, I mean, Tariq Lamptey is also yeah. a good option since he doesn't play anymore. I actually just read something on the Athletic about Lamptey and like his decline, like. Ooh, but but Lamptey is also a guy who can't defend. Like I feel like yeah, we yeah. be getting another right. trend. But you guys need a uh, Ben White slash Tomiyasu s kind of player to fill that gap. Yeah, uh, because Konate is like, bruh, he's that guy in your office who like works three different roles. <laughs> you <laughs> so know, what you even- could do? eventually he's going to screw up. Like you could no just go all in for AWB. What? Man was slick with that. <laughs> I was like, who's AWB? Like, who's this guy I've never heard of before? Uh, or, yeah, it's or, it's. Oh, wait, <laughs> hear me out. You buy, you know, the, the top scorer. Can we co-own Reese James, but we only get him when he's fit. Mm, he no, can stay no, Chelsea captain. Someone <laughs> she's trying to sell you Lukaku. Okay, signing. Okay, think about it. I'm listening. You put Lukaku no. as a striker, <laughs> and you put Gakpo at right center mid. I'm sold. <laughs> Do we already have a striker who can't? First touch and finish, dude. We don't need another one. But do you have it in dark in skin? black? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it's going in. I, <laughs> how do we deviate from trend to AWB? But uh, yeah, tra- Liverpool's inverted fullback thing. Uh, granted, we haven't has, had a DM it, yet. Yeah, is it like a back five? Like has to stop now, thingy? Or are you still? Like trusting clock. It worked at the end of last season to an extent, but now it's just every time I watch Liverpool, I get a heart attack, dude. Because it just seems like one long ball and we're because you guys had Handel, who kind of could fill in that right back spot. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think we need more variety. We cannot. We can't rely on this, lah. It's too open. Um, and when you're getting cut open by Bournemouth. It's not a good sign. Uh, Wait, isn't Endo supposed to be your new CDM? Is he not a CDM? Like, like the yeah, Crystal Palace I, do, DM, I don't right? think he's going to be like first team. I Endo, think like well, I'm hearing mixed news. I'm hearing we're not, you know, or maybe we're trying to fake people out, but I'm hearing that uh, we have to, we should get used to the idea that Endo is going to be a starter. Bro, that's not going to, it's not going to sit well. <laughs> so know, like, it's, it, Endo, Mackey, and Sobazlai? Allegedly, like it's Liverpool's season really hinges on the next two weeks, because I I really think going forward we have so much quality, but it's not gonna it's not gonna work if we're conceding two goals every game. You know we're we're going we, we you wanna talk about going back to like Fergie era right like this Liverpool feels like a throwback to Rafa twenty seventeen not even Rafa like early Klopp. Uh. It's just like we'll win four three or we'll lose like. 
Okay, yeah, but win is There's win. No better than losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not if you want a challenge for the league, you know. Uh, okay, like, don't need that goal difference. Need that point difference. Tr- bro, trust when you see like what you're up against in City, two shots on goal in two games, that is what you're up against defensively. But some positives, I thought Diaz has been really good, stemming all the way from preseason. Take that back first Because like You're gonna FKB him yeah. Okay fine Diaz has been shocking <laughs> It's a Colombian Nathan Redman Sash put it It's like I, I feel like the moment He starts yeah, inclining yeah, yeah, yeah. Right You're, you're just there Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Just <laughs> uh, played, If he played for Chelsea Who have been In the hospital already <laughs> Probably right Yeah He took a knock anyway uh, We need to oh, sort out he? Our striker thing Like I know Jota Has done well But I don't like this idea that Darwin is just sort of chilling on the bench. We need to figure out what to do with him. I do want to see Gakpo play center mid again. Joe Linton. Because I think he's absolutely wasted there. Joe Linton. <laughs> Joe, Joe Linton is, Joe, Joe is Linton. insane as a midfielder. I'm not saying that like ironically. Like stats wise. I think I said before last last season. Joe Linton. In terms of being a yeah, a ball yeah, he's, midfielder, he's, he's insane, yeah. dude. Whoever uh whoever should be not a good man, striker. Yeah. The problem yeah. was he oh, wasn't yeah. a good striker. Finish, yeah. so it's yeah, that's why you do you do that striker. with Darwin Nunes. I mean, Darwin, Darwin Nunes. I think he has. <laughs> Maybe he can play right back. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, oh, actually, Darwin Nunes like drop back a bit. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has the pace and the stamina. He and he has the physicality. Adama on a free transfer right back. Yeah. You got inverted. Yeah, I mean, you got inverted striker, dude. Bro, he can run the whole pitch and come back. No, you should. Sure. Yeah, man. Like. I, I don't know who the hell we're going for at this point. Uh, the system feels a bit like in beta stages. Uh, Salah seems less threatening now, which we saw glimpses of last season. But uh, I think now, especially even with Sobosla, it feels like his influence is waning. Because Sobosla is not a holding midfielder, but currently he has to do a lot of the holding work. Yeah, I, I do see Sobosla. He's already a fan favorite, right. dude. He's already like. She's, I like everything about him, man. Finally, a guy who shoots and doesn't suck at shooting. He works his socks off. Technically, very, very, like, good on the ball. Like, just... If he can stay fit, if he can sort of stay, I guess, humble, not, you know, not become, like, a twat, I think we have a real gem on our hands, but... You guys already have a ready-made Salah replacement. Trent? Bendo. <laughs> no, no, as in Sobo. <laughs> Like I don't. I leaves? actually don't. Um, I I get what you're saying. Uh, he won't be the Salah like exactly like that winger, but he'll probably be our key like, uh, sort of playmaker. Yo, pass, technically, you guys signed uh, Harvey Elliott to be a right winger, right? So uh, Harvey Elliott's a weird one. I think we are kind of confused where to actually get the best out of him now. Like he was forced to play sort of a center mid, but maybe a bit forward and then he has always stuck there since we've never seen him in his uh, supposedly very good position when he was playing in Blackburn so mm-hmm. do, do you think that's uh, I mean I mean, this is not really the main problem right now but it's also quite wasted you to, need to start thinking ahead yeah well, it's yeah, quite I'm wasted with to leave I'm with you someone who is supposedly uh, a Mercurial talent on the bench yeah yeah I I think Elliot will get chances in the Europa League and I think he, we should start consider we should consider playing him a bit further forward. I, I agree. I think he had a nice spell 
in centre mid um, that one season where he got his leg like crocked but ever since he's looked a bit lightweight so I would like to see him a bit more offensive and leave the the hard yards to like you know the McAllisters the Endo slash whoever the hell we buy and, and like Sobosli so yeah couldn't Gakpo but, uh, play in the Salah position as well? Uh, I think he's I think Gakpo would be more effective either down the middle or on the left, yeah. Left Which side, we are like chilling, man. We have, we have options on the left now. It's like we lost we lost money and we were like, okay, shit, we need to replace him. We just have like three or four options now, which is cool. But um, yeah, defensively, that's, that's the main issues, but... Uh, who do we play next? Oh, yeah, we play Newcastle next, of course. How can I forget? Yes, and uh, Newcastle's issues, man. <laughs> well, cash lead us. Wait, there. where? Yeah, who? <laughs> what is the real <laughs> Newcastle? Let's talk a bit about that Newcastle. The guy who who, who he keeps raising. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, last season on the podcast, I've been always saying hashtag play like Almiron. Now I'll say never play like Almiron. Uh, but I mean, before we get there, um, the. I think that the the mood of this this fixture was like, you know, when we sort of bottled it in the Carabao Cup final, um, the whole idea was that you know we haven't really sat at a big table yet, so we don't really know the mentality of our players, and clearly we bottled it. And then when there's no pressure to sort of like win the title, we we smacked up Man United, so it's like this season is a uh, this first game against Man City was kind of like a another sort of a milestone to check like. Or where are we? Can we be in a conversation and things like that? And um, we we came out really really uh, afraid, uh, respectful of Man City. To be very honest with you, we weren't showing the same kind of aggression. We were scared. We we were very afraid to like um, play the kind of um, rock and roll football as Jurgen Klopp used to call it. So um, that that's where we sort of. You know, if you don't play a usual game, you start to have a little bit of holes here and there. And, and then when you have such a player like Phil Foden, he does a no-look pass, passes it to Alvarez, curls into top corner, which I feel Nick Pope should have done a lot better with it. But I mean, it is what it is. And uh, I mean, let, let's get let's just get straight to Miguel Myron. Um, I mean, he didn't cause us the game, but he caused us... He caused us the chance to equalize. Pain. Yeah, it was very, very frustrating to watch when you see... The, the thing about him is he works very hard and somehow he gets into very good positions because he's very fast. Uh, I think uh, Akanji and who's the other guy? Who, uh, Vadio, they struggled a bit with his pace as well. But the thing is because he's so left-footed, everyone knows what he's going to do. Uh, Pep did a very smart thing by researching on us and he knew that the reverse ball to Trippier would always come. So he pushed his line up as well and Trippier would get caught offside. And even when they were not doing that kind of like intentional high line, uh, Amaron still gets caught offside. So... Uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, it was one of the, the positions that I think the fans, the, the, the Twitter sphere, were calling out to replace, even though he signed a new contract and he had that spell last season, but we knew how limited he could be. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't have a very good football IQ as well. And then when you're playing up against freaking Rodri, who I think is one of the smartest footballers uh, we have right now, uh, it's definitely a poor mismatch. So... I think overall we did okay. We we I mean one 0 against Man City away from home is never a thing to to be ashamed of. But uh, at the same time we catch Man City without De Bruyne without Phil uh Phil, 
John Stones. I almost said Phil Jones. Uh, John Stones. Um, <laughs> it's it was really a and then you could see them tiring out past seventy minutes. We really should have got something. Yeah, because they had they had like what a two or three day. Yeah, the super cup. I think it was like two and a half days in between the super cup, right? Yeah. So my my mm. opinion in like for for where we should go, right? Like I know um Eddie Howe likes to sign players who are just towards the finished article, and then he sort of like polishes them. At the same time, we need to bring more people like Trippier to sort of like instill some sort of mentality like the hey, winners right yeah. the guys who have like been there done like that. hey guys you know like we can be we can we beat these guys we can we, we can compete for something and things like that and i think it would be a lot more prominent going forward obviously eddie howe is a very good uh kind of coach where he will say look at that learn from that and i think uh he will do something but at the same time you do need he does need help with sort of the leadership. I don't think Trippier can do it alone. And although we joked about Sergio Ramos just now, right? I think actually he would be a very good acquisition if if because we are also looking for a right centre back. We only have Fabian Shah. And then if and Lascelles, I don't think he's as good or uh, in the system. Would you like an AWB? <laughs> do do you know who else is a good centre back? But the Shield. demonstrated in the Champions League final. <laughs> 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 Bro, Lukaku, man yeah, Lukaku's like Johnny Lukaku. Sins, man He can play wow. <laughs> Yeah, he can play striker He oh, can yeah, play centre-back he, he prevented uh, Inter from scoring What a last ditch <laughs> Last yeah, ditch yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But Yeah, so I think these are Problems currently In, in terms of like I, th- I think footballing-wise And then The personnel we have Are okay um, Tonali Looked quite frustrated To be very honest But he He's also young Relatively, I guess, 23 years old, I think he still has a lot to improve. Which is why I, I was saying, like, you bring in Barnes, you bring in Tonali, they're all not the finished article. I think it's high time, which was, which was what I was expecting for from this transfer window, that we would have brought yeah, one, or, yeah, one yeah. or two, like... I thought this was, the, this was the window you guys really flex your, like, yeah. financial might Stacks. and the Champions League spot, yeah. right? I thought, this was the, I thought we were going to see some wild-ass, like, yeah. deals. I mean, I guess Tonali M- falls in that Mbappe. In, in, in a way, yeah. In a way, Tonali did. But I mean, like, even, I, I mean, I harp a lot on Shiboshlai, but even he would be in the same bracket as Harvey Barnes because they are not the finished article. We we were really hoping for that. We didn't, it never came. And then we still bring, uh, bring in Lewis Hall, which they're all youngsters. It's a bit um scary because we all seen, like, I mean, it's, this is not a dig. I, I think it's a lot of credit to Arsenal to reach second, but they did it with kids. And they did not have... They tried to bring in Jorginho to sort of like compose everybody, but I mean, ultimately it did not work. But I feel like that this is what the, we... The, the spy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this. circling back to, to, to Lewis Hall, right? Yeah. I think you guys got a, an absolute steal. Yeah, I was telling BK I was like, much more happy yeah, with yeah, that yeah. than Insane. the Livermento one. I, I don't understand how that went through. Dude, yeah, like if you're going to look for a left back that will be a stalwart in that defense for years to come, right? This guy is... is I cannot sing more praises. But I've him. I've like, heard from some Chelsea fans that he likes to play in the center of midfield. Uh, he was um, yeah he he started off as a midfielder, but he can fill in that left back role pretty adequately. Like last season, he was the him him and Thiago Silva were like the two players that can hold their heads up right. high. Is he left footed? And his crossing is yeah his crossing okay. is insane. Like imagine KDB, but left-footed mm, whipping in yeah. those crosses that's a high <laughs> alright calm down <laughs> no 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not being over-exaggerated like his crosses are insane yeah. 
Uh, uh, on this Man City, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I think I do like the Julian Alvarez in that replacement to KDB position. Uh, I mean, I think I mentioned it's pre-season. a it's a replacement position wise though, not so much system. What yeah, they do. because technically Phil yeah. Phil Foden fits into the center and then Alvarez f- drifts wide, but That's they were interchange. No, no one can replicate what it, KDB does. Oh, Louis Hall, but Louis Hall, Louis Hall can. But I think that that triple <laughs> that triple switch. <laughs> Of Foden, Alvarez, and Grealish is a very, very good mix of uh back, uh the backline behind Haaland. I think it's a very good thing, and I'm hoping that Alvarez actually, you know, like soak up this position because I think, like I mentioned preseason, I think like his game time is gonna be crucial yeah. this season for him to like just bloom. And if anything, like I think he kind of deserve it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, only only. Time I swear, he scores like tell. every game he plays. Like his goals to oh, yeah, has got to be something yeah, he's super clinical. Yeah. Yeah, but you s- you speak about Haaland, right? He he really had an off game um the, against Newcastle, um. But I would not say it was anything to do with, uh, um, the service because he did get Phil Foden was always looking for him. I think Fabian Shaw really really covered him very well. Uh, Shaw and Botman, but um, usually the duo would because left footed he will run towards the left, so he meets Shaw more than Botman, and I think Shaw did a very good job, on uh. Which is why it's very frustrating when you have an off when you see like the the android has has an off day right you have to capitalize and then mm. a lot of the play stops and halts at Almiron which is that that's why I was so frustrated um, when he 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 went off for Livramento who barely touched the ball uh, in the ninetieth minute and then even though we took off Gordon we brought in Barnes we took off uh, Isaac we brought in uh, Wilson uh, yeah we we just couldn't. Get going. I th- I think everyone is just very scared of Man City at that point of time. So do you, do you think mm. going back to this fear factor, right? Do you think this might be Eddie Howe's sort of experience as like a lower league manager? Do you think it affects Newcastle in this aspect? I think because yeah, I mean, he might. It's almost like every fixture he's gone against City, he feels like oh we're gonna get trounced. It's sometimes you have to switch that mindset, right? When you are coaching at a higher level, I think it's also going to be very reflective on the next game actually because Newcastle is I, I don't know whether it's playing away to City or at home to Newcastle I'll, I'll get to right? Liverpool in a bit so, because uh, okay. you, it, I, I don't think it's the same anymore uh, especially with how Klopp likes to speak about Newcastle I think he has gone a bit personal so I uh, I never really understood that to be honest yeah like, yeah, but we, we will, yeah, we will but yeah, I think we'll chat about that it's gotten a bit heated yeah, yeah. We, we'll chat about that in the preview but um, speaking um, this whole lower league manager thing, I, I, I do think it affects. I don't. I think Eddie Howe is someone who adapts very quickly. So, even though he might have the mentality to say like, "Hey, um, it's okay, you know, we just play our own game." I don't think the players are up there yet. Which is which then leads to the only time we really showed up against Man City was when we played them at home last season, the three three, and the one who destroyed Man City was the guy who is in Saudi Arabia now. Which is why I always feel that he's very important to uh, our team because he ne- he's never afraid of this kind of challenge. He rises up to the big occasions and he's so hard to defend. So looking at the, the, the game against Man City, I felt that we really, really needed some maximum for, for that game. And um, I mean, there's no point beating a dead horse, but this is why like sometimes I do feel that um, the whole doing things to the Eddie Howe way sometimes... It's a bit uh, it can be a bit tunnel vision, but then again, mm. um, a lot of managers just stick to their philosophy and they don't turn with it. 
and hopefully it benefits us in the long run. So so moving on to the the big game next week, right? If I were to ask you how Newcastle beat Liverpool, right? What what besides the obvious like deficiencies at right back we have, what other keys to victory would you say Newcastle have? I th- or have to. I think uh, the twelfth man is very big. Uh, a lot of people mm. are now afraid of the twelfth man, um, because um, Eddie Howe is very good at making things personal for his players. I mean, he's a very uh, cultured guy. He never speaks ill of any team in press conferences. But he, in in the changing room is a different matter. I mean, if you all saw a bit of the documentary or even the trailer, you you saw how he used the things that Eric Hart talked about us to motivate them. This was before the the Carabao Cup. This was final, after right? the Carabao Cup final. Oh, after, yeah, when right. when Ten Hag came out and said that we were time wasters. So right, yeah, right, right. Um, with Klopp's comments about the whole um the the what box thing that is only applying to us, and then he was saying that oh um Nikasa has no ceiling, but then he just shouts out hundred eleven million for Kaisido. I mean, okay, this this is this is gonna be a Klopp. <laughs> to be fair, that was FSG. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a a Klopp <laughs> brand, but I I think. Mm. As time goes, when he's no longer the top dog, you see he moans a lot more and moans about a lot of stupid things when he's not even in control. It's a bit Jose uh, vibes. Or yeah, Jose vibes especially. Um, I was watching the the the, the famous show, the kickoff, when <laughs> and they said exactly the same thing about uh Klopp. It was very jo- Jose vibes. Um, and I it's very ugly. He he's becoming very unlikable. Like Klopp used to be one of my favorite managers, much more than Pep. But I don't know if y'all called it Pep even applauded our fans after the game he said that they really gave us a good fight and I thought that was like just a very classy winner uh, yeah a classy winner and Klopp is none of that at the moment which is very sad to see from the man he used to be and the man that I used to like so I think going back to the game it's going to be very personal uh, at least for the for our players I don't know about your players your players probably like fuck man our manager just got us to this shit <laughs> it might be that way and I, I know that you guys might struggle a bit without Mac game but we haven't seen what Endo is about, so that is fuck, we need yeah. him back, man. That, that, we need that red card overturned. <laughs> that that could be a weakness <laughs> as well in the, in the, in the midfield. So uh, I I'm quite confident we get a win. In fact, I'm I'm more confident to win Liverpool than Brighton. So cash, just what you told me about City, man. Look what happened. Don't be confident. No, I think the difference is is that against a Liverpool <laughs> team. Yo, you I can you can play it like a basketball match. You can yeah. Liverpool play into like my that. Trap. I'm just gonna <laughs> like, <let him> talk. <laughs> <laughs> like against Liverpool, they 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 are quite open. And I think if we saw if we just reference Newcastle's first game against like that in that kind of open and scenario. and Liverpool's first game against Chelsea, right? Right, like um Newcastle if they are brave and they flood forward, they they can get a goal. I think. That's the difference against City. It's so hard to flood forward because you're afraid yeah. of what City would because do. Because Rodri you. So is, I think is too he good. Never really go Rodri is way. too good. He's basically like two players. He's like the Angolo Kante <laughs> now. It's just that mm. midfield looks so hard to to run through. The the one thing I'll point out saying this: City aren't going to concede less. City are going to concede less than like sixteen goals. Yeah, that's season. scary, man. But the one thing I'll point out is that at least our players are quite angry now. Like you can feel the anger when they finish the game. I hope they're all angry with Almiron, but. I mean, I hope they're angry to get a win. <laughs> so, <laughs> that that's actually we have a break <laughs> with the money that they have and like and the one year thing for Mbappe. They could have just imagine you swap Mbappe with Almiron. That's like honestly right. If you if if like they're just like okay, the shackles are off. 
they're gonna do all that kind of corrupted shit, right? You start seeing the loans coming from Saudi Arabia, then you'll see like maybe Milikovic Savage or like Neymar. I- Neymar, <laughs> Al Hilal, Jamal yeah, sells to to Al Ittihad for eighty million. <laughs> you know, you know they wanted to investigate the the deal with uh Saint Maximin because they t- yeah, 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 yeah they yeah, thought yeah. that we were doing some corrupt shit, but they should investigate why it's so low. I don't think Saint Maximin is worth twenty three million. I think it's worth at Bro, least. Bro, they have to the investigate the Malcolm deal, dude. The Mal- no, and, or like and the Mitchell yeah, Bitch, sixty million, also yeah. like super sus, dude. What the hell? I know he had a good season, but no, no, he's but, like but old, but I, man. I was thinking cash about this, that I think, like, Europe, apart from the UK, needs more money. Like, I think the Premier League itself is loaded with money. That's why getting players from the Premier League is probably more expensive. When you look at Henderson, you look at, uh, well, Fabinho even, and then you, it's like, for, for Europe, it's like, whatever cash, man, they'll take it. Yeah, it's a weird one. Uh. Uh, you look, I mean... Look at Bundesliga, man. Bundesliga, apart from Bayern, it's like it's, a, it's an absolute joke in the market. They really have to like. That's where the scouts really like have to get their money's worth. But, um, oh, dude, on, you look at the Italian league, man. Like like Jose at Roma, he's it's crazy. He's penny pinching. Yeah, yeah. Like Juventus, the so called richest club in the in the league, are like literally broke. Hey yo, I'm going to let Roma cook, man. They got some good players coming in. Paredes on like. Was it free or like it's, they, it's quite they cheap. Are, they're linked with Zupata on a they on got the free or something. Uh, Renato Sanchez, but yeah, bro, they couldn't win last night against Samantha. Yeah, Serie A is just like uh, unfortunately they just don't have the the pool and yeah, but keep your eyes on keep your eye on AC Milan as well. They really brought in very good players. I mean, the Sash is very uh, familiar with their players. With the Tonali money, yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. Money. They sold a few guys as well. Like they sold like the Catalier. I think that the guy was kind of like a flop. Yeah, he's gonna get a second chance at Atalanta. I think, who themselves got some nice chunk of change from you guys. But, uh, yeah, I'm not. I, when I saw the the schedule come out, going back to the Liverpool Newcastle game, that was the game I was like, oh shit, because rejuvenated Chelsea or at the time rejuvenated, back to back with Newcastle. First, not like. On paper, probably two of the toughest away games to start. Uh, I don't often say this, but I would be pretty okay with a point. Uh, if we can get a smash and grab, much like we did, I think, last season, uh, that will be insane. Like, getting like a... I know we are going to concede. It's just a matter of how many and how many we can put past Nick Pope. So, if best case scenario for me would be 2-1 to us, but... Like I said, I'll take a draw and just live to fight another day because I think after that we have Aston Villa, so oh, tricky man, fixtures. Yeah, I just want to get out well, of man. these fixtures uh, relatively unscathed and then build from that. But uh, who the hell, who's going to be up against Trent? Uh, Gordon. So uh, that's uh, <laughs> a... Uh, Gordon has improved a bit <laughs> yeah. and he's really, really fast. Just that Gordon he, and... Bans Isaac. I yeah. think Isaac yeah. is gonna give our centre backs loads of problems. But I just have one and like last uh I guess like sort of complaint. You know how Migi always loses the ball, right? And then when <laughs> you <laughs> have an over <laughs> when you have an overlapping old man like current Shapiro, right? You can see in his face, right? He's like fuck He's this like, shit. Fuck man. Nah, yeah, yeah. It's like in <laughs> it's like secondary school football, right? 
don't yeah, know if you guys have played football hey, before. Do you, you know, okay, so like recently I played um, futsal with uh, Nate in Chachukang, right? And that pitch is huge. Shout out Chachukang. It's like 7 or 8 <laughs> packs, uh, 7 or 8 V8 kind of like pitch. But we were playing 6 people. And then we, when you have a friend who doesn't like look before he passes, right? And then you already made the run. And then he just kicks the ball away like a clearance. Sasha. And that happens for 90 minutes, right? <laughs> Dude, Karen Trippier, oh, I mean, get, oh, he's like... You guys two, played 90, damn. No, I mean like uh, comparing to the, the Premier 90, League. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, Karen Trippier is two years older than us, but he's a fit footballer. But at the same time, he's mm. an old man. You can't expect him to do that bombard up and down for 90 minutes and then handle freaking Jack Grealish. It's, it's a yeah. pain in the ass. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying that you might have, find some joy on the left-hand side. Not to trip your spot, but, you know, just saying. If anything, our left-hand side is uh, probably our most dangerous. So, yeah. that's good to hear. I would like to see Diaz go up. Assuming Diaz is fit, Diaz against Trippier might be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the, the D fixture of the weekend. I think... Do you know Chelsea what time the game Newton, is? Uh, it's a late one. Let me check. Oh, I have it on my again. phone. This, yeah, I know. Yeah, We've not been blessed one. with good uh timings. It's... What is it? I think it's Sunday. Uh. It's the late game on Sunday. But so, uh, it's at 11.30. What's, what were your expectations coming into this season? Mine? Yeah, for Liverpool. Uh, When we signed McAllister and Sobozlai, I was quietly confident we could compete for top three. Okay. But... Until we get a proper defensive mid, I can't see anything more than th- than fourth. Like mm. that's just where we're at. I don't think we're gonna keep enough clean sheets to to compete at the top. So right now, as of today, I would say top four. Or mm. uh, apparently, fifth place gets in the Champions League now. Premier League scamming again. <laughs> yeah, guys, look it up. Apparently, fifth gets Champions League. Um, oh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard of that, uh, but um, I didn't know it was confirmed. Apparently, uh, but yeah. So basically, back in the Champions League, I would say is it's a win. bare minimum for right. me. Okay. Uh, and maybe a good run in the Europa League. But I hope we can show some ambition these last two weeks of the window because it's kind of weird. You blue ball me, right? You put in this monster bit for Caicedo. You try and get Lavia, and then you just cancel the credit card. <laughs> so it's just a bit weird. Well, especially when it's so obvious that's what we need. Pass, yeah, what what, we what happened like flying, to uh, Torum? I think Torum, we realized that we were gonna go with Soboslai, right? Because he's not Turum that kind is of. Not, not, he's not particularly a, a stay back holding midfielder, right? Okay. So we might see him in the future, but for now, I think the club realized uh, he wasn't the profile we wanted. Inside sources, uh, I sound like I'm like some like backroom guy <laughs> who has the, the inside scoop. Honestly, uh, with that kind of money, right, you should just try your luck and and, and pick one of the, the no no pick <laughs> one of the the Madrid midfielders. We have, have we've they inquired, tried, they but tried, I think yeah. no one wants Bro, to. They don't want to play Europa League. Man. They are just like yeah yeah hundred like, percent. Um, uh, why why, why would not? I not play with Bellingham? Yeah, why why not why, just why drop why? eighty million on the <laughs> Palace DMs, man? No no no. Oh, I thought you guys were being linked with check the Korea. Yeah, we still but are, but I, mean, uh, I think we are, we might be putting out false info to get Palace to drop their asking price. What's the like, asking price? 
60 plus. Nothing what? Below for the Corey? Yeah. That's crazy, man. Uh, how much is Carl Jr. going for now? Like 80? Something Fulham stupid also. La. But, uh, but Fulham are so shit now that I doubt they'll even sell Perlinia because mm. without Perlinia, they could legit go down. Yeah. Which Too valuable. Leads like. us nicely into Fraud Watch because Fulham are, are my <laughs> candidate on Fraud Watch. They were saved Why? by they were saved yeah. by Leno in the post against uh, Everton, yeah, 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 who yeah. can't hit a barn door if they try it. Another abject team, like God, can we just relegate Everton? Like, can we stop this like charade? Uh, it's like getting boring. Like, they just got ripped apart by Aston Villa. I have never seen Everton defend so poor. I mean, I have Did never seen, seen that Sean Dyche team defend so so poorly. That, yeah, yeah, Michael Keane. How is Michael Keane still playing in the Premier League? I know, right. Like, he was at fault for, what, two goals? It's just at least? It's horrendous, bro. And I feel bad. I don't feel bad. Uh, it's a lie. But when Neil Mopai is your, like, out-and-out striker, you know you're in big trouble. They started with DCL, though, that match. But DCL is like Reese James. You can't count on him. Sorry. I feel yeah, why is he getting disgraced, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my boy of out of it. Uh, but, yeah, Fulham, look, uh, like, the goals... Or the expected shots on Fulham are like really bad, man. They need to... And then again, Palinia has been unfit slash just came back from injury or might not even be back. But uh, And now without Mitrovic, they they, 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 are, they look like they, they could be in trouble. So yeah, my, my... And they play Arsenal next, so I think that... Unless they put on like a, a performance like Wolves did against United, but... If we have to go by the first two game weeks, it's going to be a very long day for them. Sorry, BK. I might have just completely effed you guys, but just going based on the XG. Mm. Yeah, he's like this guy. <laughs> Do you have anyone no. on Fraud Watch? Or Boss uh, Watch? I kind of have... Uh, I kind of put Poch on Fraud Watch. Nice. First of the season. Yeah. like First I of many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know lah. Like Poch, uh, I don't know, man. Like, like, really, what Sash said. Like the squad he has. Like, I, I really think he could have did a better. You, you know what? I'm throwing Ten Hag in as well. Both of them like frauds for like they could have My man catching strays. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like I already know how line my players up if like on FIFA. That's right, man. Because it's totally Cause the same FIFA thing, and football are the same. Just, just don't play a back five. Uh. Just don't. Yeah, yeah, just don't. <laughs> just don't I concede. Don't know just score. Just Ever thought about it? Like, just play... Just keep Kepa. Why you have to sell him? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I don't understand. Like, I'm all for selling Kepa, but not to downgrade to Sanchez. Yeah, no, 100% on that. Stupid as hell, man. But hey, I mean, what's done is done, right? Like... Yeah. Just gotta see how what what they do with the cash with the remaining uh ten days of the transfer window. Bro, what remaining cash? Like they, I feel like they shouldn't have any remaining cash. <laughs> <laughs> this is so this is ridiculous, but Or Simhan <laughs> to Chelsea. No, I don't think that'll happen. I, I don't know. Nah, yeah, like, that, that's, that that will be straight up fraudulent. La. That will be like uh <laughs> You say that but you don't have to be riots in Naples <laughs> if that happens. It's like everyone will be like just like Oh, but but Naples, uh, isn't Lope? Well, not Lope. Sp- Spalletti. He's the he, Italian, he's manager. Italian manager. Yeah, he's not in Napoli anymore. No, no, so he already left. What? Won the Scudetto, yeah. 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 So, you know, question marks there. You know, like, 
Who who who's the incoming manager then? It's a very good question actually. I should know who Napoli's manager is, but I don't. So I'm on fraud watch as well. But you look at the state of the of the you look at the landscape of Serie A now. I can't see anyone but AC Milan or Napoli winning. Holy shit! Rudy Garcia is the manager. Well, there you go. Uh, didn't he last manage Ronaldo? <laughs> Am I getting that right? Wasn't he the Al Nasser manager? Well, uh, uh, I swear, like Ronaldo got him fired, dude. Ronaldo goes on fraud watch. Forget the fired. Oh yeah, dude. El right, Nassir. right, right. Yes, I'm not tripping. Yeah, it's what like a Leon, what a way to fail up. You leave Al Nasser for Napoli. That's a good deal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the. <laughs> Well, I would ask Cash who he has on Fraud Watch, but I think it's pretty abundantly clear who he would throw in. But do you have anyone uh, else besides yeah. Miggy? Honestly, after how... Miggy's left foot. <laughs> right foot, actually. <laughs> after how um, Nate, Nate kind of like broke down the problems that Man United have, I'm going to put uh, Ten Hag on Fraud Watch. Hey, see? Yeah. See, there we go. There we go. Nate, yeah. but with the Pikachu face. Always Elmiron is on Fraud Watch. <laughs> Don't worry, yeah, don't man. worry, Nate. That means Ten Hag's gonna have a masterclass. I mean, Cash, since you have uh, Almiron on the right, I'm gonna put Mudrić on the left, la. Oh, that's basically a... the same players. Are you worried, Sash? No, Mudrić, <laughs> Mudrić. Are like, you starting? Mujic are you starting to like really get worried? <laughs> Mudrić is going to be part of the pillar at this rate, man. <laughs> can we, can we do right? Like, who's the worst winger right now? Is it Anthony uh, uh, Sancho, Mudrić or Sancho? Sancho's worst. Okay, I think Sancho, I think Sancho does not provide. He does not provide Okay, if Sancho options, doesn't, like, like, which one, like, if we're doing Elmiron... I mean, if you're going to base it on, like, Premier League work experience, right, then, and plus price tag, then Sancho fits the, the bill. Because I... Okay, wait, wait, So, if it's down to the tree, Anthony, Mudrić... Oh, why is Anthony... Oh, it's starting Anthony. Actually, yeah, actually, Anthony. I think Anthony is not. I, I think it will be Sancho, Mudrić, or Miggy. But if you talk about price tags, I think tags, we can give I Anthony a pass. Honestly, if you talk about price tags, I think Miggy shouldn't be there, lah. But we can't talk Miggy price tags. Like Miggy okay, United like, have the like United If we don't talk about the, price it's just tag, purely their the player. I think Mudrić. You guys are like. I mean, I raise you Pepe. I raise you Pepe as well. I welcome. I welcome the the Mudrić accusations, man. Because I know what show this is. Yo, I raise you my seventeen mil Pepe. I'll put Pepe. Sash is like so desperate. He'll take anything at this point. Sash, I heard you're looking for a right winger. I would swap Pepe for Mudrić, man. Give me my boy. You stop him. Now, BK, like, I heard you guys are in the, the market for a striker. <laughs> May I introduce you in Belgium's top striker? Dude, I, I realised that... Wait, wait, no, you, of... you talk about Arsenal going for Lukaku, right? But I've heard rumours that Chelsea want to get Balogun. Can yeah, you confirm I, this? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I've heard... Oh, I've, I've seen, like, links to Whispers, it. Whispers, yeah. But I think I, don't I think saw that somewhere. Arsenal will sell... To a direct 50. rival, some somewhat a direct rival. Fifty, yeah, just take fifty mil. Uh, no, no. And the Lukaku. thing, the thing between Arsenal and Chelsea transfer dynamics is, we always sell no, the finished yeah, players to Arsenal. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not the I'm other sorry. way around. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not selling to you this time. <laughs> I mean, Aubameyang aside, it 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 doesn't really go. Te- te- technically, Aubameyang wasn't part of it, right? Because he went to Barcelona. Ah, uh, yeah, first, yeah, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, it's a changing but from of the tides. You guys are just essentially paying double what you sold Tammy Abraham for to get Tammy Abraham again. How much is 
Balogun? Arsenal 50, won 40 to 50 for him, yeah. They, yeah, they quoted man, close to like, 50 for Inter. But I don't see the difference between what Balogun can offer and what Nico Jackson is currently offering. Actually, yeah, they did. That's they, they, why they, I the stats. watch, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in I did see the stats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any final shouts? If not, I will uh, take us away for this app. Mm. Um, Salah is oh, I do have a boss watch though. Uh, Spurs goalkeeper Vicario. Vicario. Yeah. yeah, I think he did quite well for the game. Like, out of nowhere. Like, I, I don't even know where the guy came from. And Empoli. I, I, yeah, co- quite a good shot stopper in the game. I saw quite a lot of the saves, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, had a tough, tough go of it against Brentford, but I think he, yeah. he had a good game uh, against United. Yeah. Oh, and I have Dobie another boss watch. I think we have to give special mention to the the women's World Cup winners. For sure, Spain. yeah. Oh, Spain. Yeah, shout Not, out. Yeah, I mean, I think most of us, or I, I don't know about you guys, but you kind of wanted to see England like win a World hey, Cup. That's exactly what I thought, Cash. <laughs> it, 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 it seemed like the stars were aligning. Like, I think they were the most exciting team throughout the competition, but... But England did uh, England again, right? You don't wanna, uh, I don't want to be busted, la, but... They kind of unfortunately fell at the final hurdle, but I think... Gives hope... Uh, it was their first final, right? For the, the, the Lionesses. I think it was their I first final. I think yeah, they I have think been so. a final in the Euros before, but... Yeah, didn't they uh, win the Euros? Cup. No, is it not? They... Did they not win yeah, the Euros? Yeah, actually, didn't they win the Euros? They won the Euros, right? I think they I'm won. Sure we should fact check this, but... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but Spain. Mm. Do you hear the news about, like, the the goal scorers yeah. for other past? That's so sad. Yeah, yeah. So, RIP. But As yeah. in what, wait, like, during the... Oh, uh, it w- he was Oga. hospitalized, right? Mm. And then, uh, but apparently, after the, the match, he found out that he had passed. Yeah. Fuck, what a what a mix sweet. of, yeah, the roller coaster. Like anyway, if we are on uh women's football, uh, just a bit of an update. Uh, Danau has already made her debut for Dortmund. So I didn't see that on the ooh, FKB page. Shout out Danau. Yeah. So yeah, Maybe shout out to her. Out. <laughs> really should have like led off with this. <laughs> 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 just do like a whole other episode. All right. I, yeah, I think that's about it for us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Congrats to Spain. Um. Yeah, and uh, next week I should be back, but I'm taking a, like a short little break going to Malaysia. So nice one. yeah, I'll have this app up ASAP. Actually, right after I sign us off, I'm gonna start editing because I'm I'm the top G like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks guys. What uh, color is your Bugatti? Fun. Sorry, <laughs> what color is your Bugatti? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, Cash, Nate, BK, and Sash for joining once again. And uh, you stuck around all this way. I know it's a longer app today, but uh, with good reason, right? So yeah, uh, if you stuck around all the way, be sure to like us on IG and Spotify and share with your friends. And yeah, see you in the next app. Take care. <laughs>